Welcome back, boys and girls. It's the Pick Your Poison Podcast, Week 10. Hoo-hoo. Does it feel good to be on a bye, Boomer? Mm-hmm. We needed it. We needed it. You had your bye, personal bye, last yeah. week. Uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, bounced back last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I felt way better. You, yes. Had my you head need on a, a, a cleanser, a bye week, get healed mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, come back stronger. You did. You were positive this week. Yeah. It's a four big turnaround. And, I think you were four and three, yeah. plus like a half a unit. That's big for you. Only down 18 units now, not 19 for the year. Rebs want to buy coming off. I thought that was, look, I know A&M sucks, but I kind of thought that win. was huge. I, I kind of forgotten, too, that A&M hadn't played at home in, they said like what, like 40 two days? Or, I mean, <laughs> two, two months? Yeah, it's been a long time. That'd be the one thing I'd be worried about with that game. Yeah, that, but, uh, a night game when the first time they played in, in a month and a half. I don't think matter. obviously. I mean, we we did what we've done the whole year, just run down the other team's throat. Have one bad half and one good enough half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I we just won. I feel like how we've won almost every game yeah. of the past two was years. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. It was close to the end, but we and we pulled got it out. shredded by their quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> our defense didn't look but there, good. The, was he a true freshman? True too? freshman, Connor Wegman, who first game starting to three hundred and thirty so. yards and four touchdowns, but. Those four touchdowns were all the defense allowed. We make it out of a hostile environment with a win. I will take it going into a bye, get healthy, get Bama next week for the biggest game since, what, Auburn 2014? I don't know. That game never happened. Since LSU, that game never happened. Since uh, Arkansas came to town in 2015? No, that game never happened. I, don't know. I, I, I mean, this is definitely a So big you're telling me... We've All never had it. I'm saying it's oh, go, it, no. it is a very since big you last game. Beat Bama. I'm saying it's the biggest game in since you last beat program Bama. history. Well, I mean, even even when we beat Bama, like the outcome was big, but the game yeah, itself yeah, was yeah. not like one that is expected. It didn't have the same like uh, like the result didn't have the same umph as the like hype going into I don't it. Know, I I feel weird about it because like yes, it is a big game. Like yes, if we win that game, theoretically, if Bama takes care of business, we. Will control our destiny, but I just I don't know. I, 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 I I'm just like I don't. We'll talk about that yeah, game more. We'll next talk about week. next week. But like yeah, I'm, I know it's a big game, but I'm not that excited. Big game going into last week, we had a podcast bet that if Ole Miss and the Hogs both lost, we would give up the podcast, no, turn it no, over to the no. girls for an entire week. I that was one of that was Bert's best bet of the week was parlaying the Rebs and the Hogs. That's a double winner. That's a plus 185 parlay winner right there on the money line. Bert, the Hogs completely dominated. Yeah, completely dominated. Two garbage time touchdowns for Robbie Ashford. Those stats were well inflated. And uh, I guess the final straw is when you lose to Arkansas. But it, it feels good to see him go out right after that. Yeah, I guess we can talk about it real quickly. Harson out at Auburn. Auburn steals Mississippi State's AD. Coming in, which is a weird hire. I don't really understand. It's They're trying like, to get Eurocheck. So I, I saw that too. Yeah, and Eurocheck nah. stayed at Arkansas for less money. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. That just shows you how volatile that Auburn job is. They're so crazy over there. They'll fire you on a whim. But Eurocheck's good. Eurocheck will eventually get like the moment Musk wins a national championship or something like that. Oh yeah, Eurocheck will get his his money's coming. Like your but, and your check's job is so secure with like y'all's athletic programs right now. Like, oh, who is he gonna? He's not gonna fire any sitting head coach in a major in a major like sport. He's the most powerful man in Arkansas right now. 
Oh, Bill Walton. When it comes to emotions, yeah, the, the Clintons. <laughs> yeah, Hillary. I don't know. I don't know if we really claim them anymore. Hill dog. We're, we're done Hill with dog. them. We never claimed Hillary. I don't even know if she's from Arkansas. <laughs> no, definitely is. not. But that was uh, that was last week. Anything else that we want to talk? I guess Harson. Okay, if you had to say, I mean, oh, I mean Lane's basically going off. Yeah, Lane's. Right? Lane, like, yeah, I was at a round robin. Who's going to be Auburn's next head coach? Mrs. Burke's real worried. She keeps coming inside and or coming home from work, and like, they just keep talking about Lane to. Lane to Auburn. That's, that's just. I think that's just a media thing that they like to talk. Any about. Any big job is going to open up, and they're going to. I feel bad for y'all. But, from but, that but no, but, you have to but it's just. That I think it's just media people doing it for clicks. All right, if you had to say right now, who is Auburn's next head coach? I, well, I mean, the, the betting favorite is what that guy, the Prime. Uh, no, Jeff Grimes. Yeah. Uh, Baylor's it's Oregon. never the betting favorite, yeah. though. And actually, Hugh Freeze is the betting favorite. But but I don't think it's going to be Hugh. If I'm, I, gun to your head, three two. I would one. say Grimes. Okay, I would say Grimes. Burt, gun to your head, three two one. Uh, if Freeze wins on Saturday, then I would probably give it to him. I'd be. I don't know. I'd, I'd be kind of surprised. Think... The one name that we were kind of talking about it earlier that I'm surprised has not had any like talk about it. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Stoops. Yeah. Like, like why, why, yeah, why is like I feel like th- that should be at least a name that's like floating around. Maybe maybe they've kind of like tailed off this year. They've you know they lost to the Reb, South Carolina, Tennessee. But, but I mean, you still have to look at what he's done. Oh, I know. Kentucky. But like, and he like, recruits like, well with them like, too. Builder, like not like you know, he could weather the storm. That's a, a perfect guy to get them back on track. He could be but a I great bridge to the a, next. Big I've game. not seen a single thing online about it. No. But it, and it's way too early in the coaching search. Like the the season's got to end first. Yeah. Does, you know, other does, jobs got to open up. Does Cohen have? Wait, Cohen's his name. Yeah. Right? yeah. Does he have any connection to any of these these uh, coaches that they've talked about? I don't know about? where, like, when, and like, where he started at Mississippi State. He, I mean, he did played, he hire Leach? I'm assuming he hired yeah, Leach. No, he hired Leach. He hired so Leach. he's kind of he he'll go outside baseball the baseball at Kentucky. Uh, at one point, I don't. Yeah, uh, he does have. <laughs> he has Kentucky. I don't know. It's it's so it's like you said. It's way too early to speculate. I, I think Stoops would be a good name, like because whoever that's on the the highest point of the leaderboard or like the betting favorites right now, or like you might as well just wipe that slate clean. None of those guys are probably going to end up getting the job. Um, maybe like Matt Campbell, Iowa State's head coach. Um, maybe like I, I saw like Dave Aranda. Baylor's head coach. I would get PJ Fleck if I were any of them. He's the one I. The fact people are talking. He's a Yankee though. That's and that's the problem with Campbell too. I don't know what his background is, but I think he's a common. Did they even have yeah. Dion on the betting? Uh, yeah, no, he did. was like the third. It was like it was Freeze Lane Dion, and I, dude, Dion would actually like. I'd have to. I'd like, be scared of it a little. I'd bit. be scared of Dion a little bit. No. We'd lose recruits. Well, Hogswood, we don't have any high-profile recruits. I but. don't know. I. I would be very. Dude, uh, I would actually just love to see it for the theater. That well, like all. But I'm saying, like, I feel in, like that should be like I don't know, a, 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 someone on the outer edge of the SEC. That's like where you take a take a gamble yeah. on, a, on a coach like that. Like I, I don't think if you're like a blue blood SEC and call me crazy, Dion and the Auburn family don't quite mesh. Let's just yeah. say that the Plains in Auburn, Alabama. And Dion Sanders aren't exactly simpatico. All right, I've got something nuts for y'all. Go ahead. John Cohen, his career in athletics began as a baseball player at Mississippi State. Yeah. Oh, you knew that? Yeah. Okay, and he was 25 years. He's been there for 25 years. Well, that's like why it was SEC so weird that he would leave to go to Auburn, that's even though they gave nuts. him like like $500,000 pay raise. 
what in the world? I get maybe you don't want to take the blame if if Leach falls out and the basketball hire doesn't yeah. do well because Howland didn't work out. Yeah, yeah and re- baseball he's had to deal with rehires and stuff. He was he was losing losing his luster at state, and he could probably see the writing on the wall if like if Leach had a couple bad seasons. That and you're there 25 be- years. Like he can't he can easily go back to Starkville whenever he wants. I yeah. assume. It's the Rebs bye weeks though, folks. It is a beautiful. Beautiful college football slate. Time to just enjoy football. Time to enjoy some football. Kick our feet up, relax. Maybe drink a couple cold beers. You know, just have have maybe two or three TVs on. Maybe a couple stogies. I don't know, Boomer. Whatever, whatever the whatever the cat drags in. Yeah, on, on exactly. <laughs> What's our first game? Um, so first game we've got Florida is uh playing A and M. A and M's a three point favorite. Totals at fifty six. What you got, Bagman? So. I had kind of forgotten, like I said earlier, that A&M hadn't played at home in a month and a half. That crowd was rocking. I forget that Kyle Field is kind of a whole thing. There's, I, I got a picture sent because Mrs. Um, Bagmam was at the in game. Attendance. In attendance. She's actually 8-0 in, in attendance of Rebs games this year, which she will also be at Bama, so take that for what it's worth. But she sent me a, a screenshot of their student section and just was like, she like circled in their stadium where the student section is. It's three entire sections worth on the sideline. It must be like fifty thousand students. Oh yeah, I mean they're they, standing up waving the towels. Oh, they, they have like a hundred thousand students, and, or and they like don't crazy. care whether it's six thirty, eleven but o'clock. Also, I thought like all the graphics people were like it wasn't a sellout. It wasn't a sellout, but I mean it still had a, it's a hundred and ten thousand yeah. seat stadium. Yeah. Right? A hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety percent. There's still a lot of people. Look, Florida is not a good team. They they're already they're already kind of like giving up on Napier, which I know that's way too early. I think this team he kicked off um, the best defensive player, Cox, Big Cox, I think's his name, linebacker, stud, kicked him off the team. I think he's losing this team. I think once he gets his own his guys, guys in, yeah, once he gets his yeah. guys, he'll. But this team is probably giving up on him. They're going on the road, sleepy eleven o'clock game in College Station. I don't think they get up to this game at all. Meanwhile, A and M, even though they they suck and we just basically buried them from making a bowl game, they're like, oh, we have a true freshman quarterback, he, frisky. Yeah, we're frisky. a frisky team. We're, we're we're building towards next year with all. Way to our, change the narrative. Yeah, they they yeah. well they they are the most spin zone team in in the world. They'll find the silver lining of anything they can. So they now have hope with this freshman quarterback at home again for the first time in a while. So three points. I will lay it here with A and M. Also, the public is kind of on Florida here. I, I like A and M a lot in this spot, Boomer. What do you think of? Uh, no, I, I like that too, and I didn't realize, I'm looking at this now, I didn't realize how bad Florida's defense is. Yeah, they're It's like, all, all these stats, they're like, ranked 118th in, uh, rushing, 114th in rushing defense. I don't, I don't know, uh, I, I, I'm kind of with you like that. I feel like, you know, got, got a quarterback now, and he looked legitimately good. I, which, I, I granted, granted. Our defense can make a lot of quarterbacks yeah, look good. But Florida's but, defense also sucks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lay the points with you here. Is Billy Napier on the hot seat? I don't think this is a, a Harson uh, situation where they're, right, they're trying yeah, to get right. you out halfway through your first we're compa- season. We're comparing it from last week's the hot, worst, hot yeah. seat discussion. But 
let's say he's on the hot seat because there's whispers with that uh, that yeah. media member saying I'm gonna last longer than uh, Napier, which like oh, history yeah. shows that you, is like, that is the media members typically do. Well, not, not all of them. Yeah, but, they know. Um, anyways, that hot mic was hilarious. They're coming off a bye in which they've kicked off their their starting or their star defensive player. So I'm gonna what go he... with my system of the hot seat coach yeah. coming off a bye. And they played Georgia last week. No, they didn't. Yeah, Florida they did. Florida played Georgia and yeah. lost by 22. Who was their bye? Oh, well, then still, let's keep it going. Actually, they looked like they had some heart. <laughs> I, I think LSU and me. Florida had buys going into that game. Oh, yeah, I thought this was the ago. second November game. Disregard, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, regardless, I, I clicked <laughs> Florida at first and immediately switched to A&M because these lines that have been scaring me, the ones I've taken, have been wrong, so I'm on to A&M. Well, and, and also, A&M has, like, besides the state game, has been in every single game. Like, oh, it, yeah. It, it's all been, like, less than a touchdown uh, once a they're, they're They're a talented team that just doesn't know how to win. They're, just, yeah. they're, they're getting well, into the And, and you know one thing, too? I think that's why Kiffin was – because people were like, oh, you know, Kiffin's bitching about the uh, people faking injuries. He's But he was pissed about it because he's like, you have the best – what and his comment was so freaking funny. He goes, "Yeah, this is these are the best high school football players yeah. in in the country." That month, yeah, the, like, yeah, the high such school a provide. backhand insult to to uh, to uh, Jimbo. That's what he was saying all week leading up to the but, game. But, but like, I think that's why he was so pissed because he's like, "You've got a, you have all these, all, you, you have, have so a million, much depth. Yeah, yeah, you have so much depth, we would love and that y'all depth. are like, because I feel like in his mind, you know, Tennessee game last year comes to mind where we were, uh, you know, cramp or whatever, cramping up yeah. a lot." I think that that that's why he was so mad, and like all week leading up, uh, Kevin was saying like how talented the team is, how ta- but he never said anything about like they're well coached or like they have a good oh, yeah. team or anything. He was like, well, they're they're they have a bunch of five stars. Yeah, these so. are the best high school players in the world, in the country. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, hopefully Kevin was able to wear his uh, his clown costume for Jimbo. But that was it for that game. Let's get into the. Next game, we got to call Pullman Profiteer real quick. Boomer, can you get him on the line? Yes, sir. Hello. Pullman, tough week last week. What you got to say? Uh, I did start last week's podcast with saying I, I think I could lose a lot of money on this card. So You were you were too heavy in the Pac-12, I noticed. All your money lines not only lost the money line, but they lost on the spread, too. No, yeah, the, the Pac-12 did not... Did not treat me well late night for sure. Yeah, you were you were Pac-12 after dark. The darkness set in very early for you. This week though, we got Aunt, we got a uh, Tennessee, the probably the biggest game since Tennessee Bama. Yeah, of the year probably still bigger it's than bigger, that. Yeah, bigger than that game. Tennessee at Georgia between the hedges. Tennessee's an eight point underdog on the road in Athens. Over under of sixty six. What's your read on this one? So, so I crunched a little film, you know, after last week. I, I kind of think Tennessee's like a wagon on their front seven now on both sides. And I, I was not expecting that this year. Everyone's um, playing well for them. I mean, no, like everything is clicking right now. I mean, they could fall off their horse, but the way they're playing and the way Georgia has kind of up and down, kind of uninspired football against Georgia too. I've been wrong against the, uh, about the Vols all year. So, you know, I'm hopping on the Vols plus eight here. And I, I think they're going to win money line, but, you know, plus 240 is not enough for uh, money line Jesus. No, that that's there's no value there. I'd rather have the plus eight than the plus 240 
on the money line. And look, I, I'm, I might just put two units on it instead. Yeah, the public is all over Tennessee here, mm-hmm. which is the only thing that scares me. But I don't really care. I mean, Tennessee has looked like the better team. Every every thing that's been thrown in front of them, every challenge that's faced them, they have answered ten times over. I mean. Bryce Young had one of the best games I've ever seen from a quarterback, and they still won that game. They just outscored them. They beat the shit out of Kentucky last week, and now you're going to give me eight points on the road. I get Georgia, their defense and everything can become like a just a, a, a snake and just choke you out. But Nolan Smith's out. That's their best defender. The defense hasn't been the defense of last, last year. last year's defense. No, it's, it's not the same defense. They've played with their food a bunch. They let George, they let Florida back in the game this past week. That was an eight-point game in the third quarter. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm falling into a trap. Maybe every the whole public is getting set up to get eaten alive here. But I'm on the balls too. They're, everyone says their defense sucks after the Bama game. And, and really just like the Pitt game earlier in the year. But the past like three weeks, they've looked damn good on defense too. I, I haven't been that impressed with Georgia's offense. Stetson Bennett is, is a good quarterback, but he's... By no means can keep up in a track meet, so I, I'm, I'm on the balls here too. Oh, I said he's Kirk Cousins. Oh, that is a great <laughs> analogy. That is a yeah. He is yes. He is at well, and they're about the same age. I think. I think Stetson Bennett's like 28 <laughs> years old. So I'm on the balls plus eight here too, Pullman Boomer. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm with you. I, you know, I hate Tennessee, and I hate to be like I'm, I'm emotionally hedging basically on this game. But, I, I mean, I really do think that Tennessee is going to have a good shot at this. And I think it's a matter of what, you, like kind of what you said. If it's a shootout, I think Tennessee's got a very good chance to win this game. Uh, but if it, they keep it low, kind of like the Alabama games last year. Yeah. Because when it was a shootout, Alabama won. And then when they keep it more lower, lower scoring, uh, Georgia won that one. And I think it's going to be similar to that. Yeah, so this is the biggest game in Athens since the Hogs came to town last year for college game day. And uh, (laughs) I remember that game vividly because we thought we were on top of the world just like Tennessee That was the uh, Remember the fall of Rome parlay? Yeah. It was like the Rebs were playing Bama, uh, Hogs were playing Georgia. Was it USC maybe? And then someone, I think like Ohio Ohio State State was playing like Northwestern or something horrible. And they're they're playing Northwestern. But Northwestern was decent at that moment. They had a shot. Or it was someone like that. And I had money lined them all to lose and – I think none of them covered. Yeah. And I vividly remember the start of that game. We started the game off with two false starts because even on the television at a bar, you could tell that it was extremely loud. And uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more of that. Obviously, Tennessee's played at Death Valley. I don't think LSU really had their mojo going yet, and it was 11 a.m. kickoff. Yeah. So I, this is going to be nothing compared to that. Different animal. Now, those coon asses had barely gotten out of bed by that point. And then, like... I've seen all over Twitter how the volunteer fans are like, oh, they're not going to be phased because, you know, Sanford Stadium's nothing on Neyland. I'm like, yeah, but they're yelling for you. Yeah, yeah that, that that's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. Our stadium's really loud. They can withstand any opposing stadium. <laughs> You're telling me there's going to be, like, 17,000 students with spiked shoulder pads with painted all white? Go, go, Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going with a couple false starts early for Tennessee that will let me cover the Georgia First quarter spread. Uh-oh, oh he's God. doing it again. <laughs> Guess who's back? What, back and, again. And what is that? What's that number? Well, if it's eight, well, it's probably like one and two. a half. Yeah, it's less than three. Yeah, two Let's and see. a half maybe. Yeah, one and a half right here. It's minus 120, which is fine for me. So I'll take that. But I think 
Tennessee's offense is so firepowered that like they might start a little bit slow because of the crowd, but I don't think the crowd's going to keep them out of it. If if Tennessee, I feel like that's if you told me that Georgia was leading the first quarter, I would say that Georgia wins the game. I feel like Tennessee's recipe to win is hot start up 7-0 early, get them off their rocker, quiet the crowd a little bit and then just like like I mean, but can, but can Georgia come back? Like, say say like it's like the Alabama game where they get up on them. Like I don't think that no Georgia, no, Georgia have can't come back. Come but back. I think if Georgia Georgia gets has up, to lead or lead or be tied basically the whole game. But yeah, I think if Georgia gets up, I think Tennessee can come back because yes. Georgia's offense yeah. is so like they can get silly at times. Exactly, and there, there's going to be maybe a quarter and a half of football where Georgia's offense is kind of non-existent, and that's when Tennessee can strike. So I'm going to go with the home crowd and get that first quarter. I'm not going to be crazy and go also Tennessee plus eight, but I do think that happens. I just think that, like, I know Tennessee's offense is incredible. I know Georgia's defense is really good, but I like Tennessee's offense against Georgia's defense more than I like Georgia's offense against I mean, I, Tennessee's I, defense. But I also just think this number is way too big. It's for, huge. Because, because like, yeah. Tennessee's very good. It like, 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 well, and, okay, let's say like Georgia. I think it should be like four and a half. Let's say Georgia like dominates them. the game. They're up. They're, they, they're leading by two scores the whole time. But then all of a sudden, it's a 14-point game with with three minutes left. And, Tennessee, sure. and Tennessee has the ball. You don't think Georgia's going to just kind of play prevent defense and let them down the field and they're going to yeah. score a touchdown? This has back like if any team can backdoor cover, it's Tennessee. So even like if you bet on Georgia, you're never in the clear unless you're up three scores with like two minutes left. For sure. Yeah. That's why we go dogs first quarter. Yes. And probably Tennessee. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't hate it. Pullman, do you have anything on the total here? Sixty-seven. Yeah. Uh, if I'm gonna play anything, it it just might be the over. If Georgia just like gets down and tries to get a shootout or if Tennessee's offense is really clicking and Georgia somehow wins the shootout, like I, I, I do like over sixty seven, but part of me thinks I, if I don't you take it. if you take the over, I feel like you have to take Tennessee money line. See that's but that's what's crazy is that like Yeah, I feel usually, like that, that's what the bet's on basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, usually, like if it's over Tennessee's going to win. Yeah, exactly. But usually you take an underdog and an under. Or right. a favorite and the over. But in this game, if you think it's gonna be high scoring then you're like, oh shit! Tennessee kept it close, and they're like, they're like running up yeah, and down the field with them. Georgia's not gonna, you know, just hang fifty on like fifty to. But but a low scoring game makes me think, well, eight points, we can cover eight in a exactly. low scoring game. Like, I, there's maybe this is why that Tennessee is getting ninety percent of bets and ninety percent of money as an underdog, and maybe we're all just a bunch of squares. I, over I here. hope we or are. Vegas is I, just gonna make all I, their money I think on the, the table. Those like player rating index like services like. I think that's still a big factor, and even though Tennessee looks better than Georgia right now, I mean their team's still filled with like a lot of starters who are like not NFL caliber players. So I think that's the reason why. But yeah, I mean they're clearly performing better. So like I test at some point has to outweigh star rating. Yes, yes, we're all we're all on the eye test. We're all betting with our eyes. Vegas uses like SP plus and. Uh, Pullman, what's your what's your Sagarin system? They Sagarin, use the nerd no, hey, computer hey, numbers to set the lines. Hey, if you if you look at Bill Conley's SP Plus, his numbers are so in line with the Vegas ones. I think he's almost on the formula or something. Yeah, all of his lines are within like three points of the actual Vegas spread. They probably just, 
I'm surprised they don't wait for his lines to come out. They, they probably just use have a very similar SP Plus formula to set the lines, and he also factors that in when he sets his, too. But, I, look, I don't know. Vols are the play. If I, I if I were to bet Georgia and, and Tennessee backdoor covers or keeps it wins. close or wins, I'd be like, I'm going to hate myself. You know, but if, if Georgia wins, at least I'm like, well, you know, Georgia's Georgia. I can, I can see that happening. But I'd rather die with my eyes than go down with some nerd computer system, even though I am a Joe Public square right now. So, but anything else on this game? It's a huge one. Nah, I mean, Hinton Hooker's G. He hits every downfield throw. That's all I got. Hey, who would you, who, if you were, if you, if the Titans had the number one pick right now and you needed a quarterback, who would you take? Bryce. I still think I'd take Bryce Young. Yeah, that's true. At, that He was the best player on the field. In that, that Tennessee-Bama game. So we'll get right into our next one, though. We got the Hogs going against Hugh Freeze and the Liberty Flames. The Hogs, a home favorite of 14 and a half, over-under of 61. Pullman, we're going to start with Burt here. Tell us about your Hogs. Well, uh, Pullman wanted this game, so I'm, I'm actually very curious to hear what he has to say. Well, I, I, I wanted to throw this back on, on this, the crowd. What do we think Hugh Freeze is doing at quarterback right now? I just read an article, and it's like a four-way shuffle of like, well, this guy is like 75%, and this guy's got the flu, and this guy, he can throw, but he's not very mobile, and we're not sure if the freshman's ready. Like, Do, do we think Hugh Freeze is really just going to play the best guy who has the flu? I think, I think does, he's does he trying to play a, with us a little bit here. Does he have a left or like a nose tackle that's really good? Could he start him at quarterback? <laughs> uh, no, he, he gets none of those guys. He, he doesn't get any high recruits. So he doesn't have to play him at running back. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I am on the over here. I didn't know about all these quarterback injuries, but I know Arkansas's defense stinks, and I know Arkansas's offense scores against anyone. Hugh Freeze can – I know his his he'll scheme up a big game plan, especially against an SEC team, while he wants the Auburn job harder than anyone's ever wanted anything in his life. But – Hugh Freeze does have a bad track record against the Hogs. If I know anything, I don't. Has Hugh Freeze ever beaten no, the Biel, Hogs? No, Bielan was four zero against him, or three zero. I think the fourth game was he. That was like his first game out. Yeah, I don't. I, I, Freeze won his first SEC game, I believe, or second SEC wait, game. He I never believe. beat Arkansas during college. Coleman, you're right. That game was in game. Little Rock. I yes, think. we made a field goal at the very end to win in uh, Little Rock. Was that John L. Smith year for was, us then? It was our freshman year. Yeah, so it was been John L. Smith. Is this year. in Fayetteville? It was in Little it's Rock. In that this, game was in Little Rock, but this, this game, game is in Fayetteville, which no, Hugh Freeze cannot win there. So either way, I'm on the over. I think Arkansas can drop easily 45 to 50 on Liberty's shitty defense, and Hugh Freeze will pull some tricks out of his ass to score at least like 21 to 28 points against Arkansas's also shitty defense. So 61 points is not a ton in my mind. I'm taking the over here. If I had to pick a side, I would just lay them with the Hogs. Boomer system play, 14 and a half, is telling you, begging you to take the frisky underdog. No, no, no. Arkansas is going to run down their throat and absolutely murder them. So if I had to take a side, I, you know what, add it to the card. I will take Arkansas and the over. Arkansas is going to drop a 50-burger and cover the spread. Boomer, what you got? Yeah, well, well I, was about to speak. I was wanting to change it because I, I was on the over as well. Or I'm on the over as well. I was going to change it up so we were not having all the same bets and take the hogs. 
Uh, but you took that as well. So I think we're just uh, simpatico. It does week. scare me a little bit, though, with that over with what Pullman said with the quarterback injuries and the line has opened up at 64.5 and, and is down to 61. Yeah, I might I might lean more toward – I'm just going to take the Hawks. Actually. So I'll elaborate here. So Charlie Brewer, who was their starting quarterback yes. for the first two games. He was at Baylor, then went to Utah, then went to somewhere else. Couldn't win jobs he's there. He's 38 years old. So not that he's proven to be any good. He was just the name, the starter to start the year. Um, he is not – quite back. Apparently it was a hand injury, and the word on the street is is he has been telling Hugh Freeze he's still kind of struggling to grip the ball. Backup quarterback Caden Salter is for sure out, but when he was playing for Liberty, his numbers were very good. He's a dual-threat quarterback. And then the third string, something Bennett, he was basically just like a game manager. Just kind of, he was, I guess, really good in the RPO. And because uh, their running game is very good, their backup running back is out. He will be attending a funeral. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Whoever. Yeah, R.I.P. to his family member. Um, he is. Yeah, he's the one with the flu. And so now they're on their fourth string. I think maybe Hughes trying oh. to play some games with us here, and be like, "Ooh, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Charlie Brewer, or is it going to be the third string, or is it going to be the fourth string?" In this day and age, I don't know if you have the flu with the. Post-pandemic, it's kind of uh, sketchy to play these guys, but that's why that line has dropped a little bit. He attends Liberty, though. I think I think the 14-and-a-half is a really perfect line. I'm just going to emotionally hedge this one mm. because I, while I do think we're going to run it down their throats and we very well could cover, I could also see us just, you know, Malik Hornsby's in and we're up 24 and they just keep fighting and make it close, because Hugh is definitely going to want to keep fighting and prove something in this game. Yeah, but, but Pittman, Pittman, if anyone, Pittman and Lane both know the lines more than any other coach. Also, I feel like Freeze knows the line, now, too. Pittman respect, Pittman's covers are kind of like accidental. He's not like... Sam has literally gone on 10-minute fourth-quarter drives to yeah. not cover before. But um, we're also back at home. Yeah. We haven't been home since the Bama game, so it's been a month. And uh, so I think the crowd's going to be rocking for a 3 p.m. 3 p.m. game. I'm tempted to take the Hogs first quarter because Kendall Bryles has been in his bag mm. lately. Yeah, that like, offense is spicy. It, it, they are turning it on. Every just about everybody in the offense has looked really, really good. So, when healthy, that offense is electric. I don't. I don't think they're going to be. And defensively, we're healthy. Auburn scored points that on Tank Bisbee's long run. There was literally two blocks in the back and a hold, and then two garbage time touchdowns that didn't really matter where we're playing prevent defense with backups so Auburn had a fake 28 points um I think our defense is actually pretty good I would lean under I don't hate ugh, I do yeah. hate the under but I mean once again Bryles I think the Hogs, could put up Hogs, 55. Hogs put up a billion Arkansas team total how about that Arkansas we'll team total over yeah I like, I like that. that I like That's that safe. we'll get into the night slate here we got the, the hey wait, wait I didn't get mine I'm I'm on the under too <laughs> I was so scared you were gonna take well, money line and I was gonna hang up on you <laughs> I mean if they had a their good quarterback playing I would and you guys were still injured I would think about it right those two statements aren't true yeah sorry about that Pullman you're on the under sixty one fading myself and Boomer there I just think Arkansas can score I might switch it to Arkansas team total over by just by themselves by game time but. Going into the night slate, the next biggest game of the weekend, which is a huge game. I love these, just just picturing myself on Saturday, 
coming off the Tennessee-Georgia game. Hopefully it's just an all-timer. And then knowing that we got Bama-LSU right after that night game in Death Valley, it's going to be a great Saturday. Bama is a 13.5-point road favorite against the number 10-ranked Tigers over under a 56.5. Who do y'all want to win this game? I want Bama, Bama to win this game. What? Yeah, Bama. That's... Oh, I, I need guess LSU so, out of the race. Yeah, true. Yeah, Get LSU yeah, out of the race. Because then we would have to rely on, I guess, y'all, y'all. beating yeah. them. They, they play yeah. LSU next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. I, and I don't want to have to put that up. No, because either way, even if Bama loses, we still have to beat, still have to beat them. You, and you, and you probably don't want to play them off a lot. You guys don't see an 11-1 path with uh, missing the SEC championship game to 10-2 LSU, but we make the playoffs? No. No, 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 not a big. There's not a big enough win. That's actually, I I never, I haven't. No, no, because Tennessee and Georgia will also both be eleven and one. Oh yeah, or Tennessee. Tennessee loses twice. Say they lose uh, to Vandy, South Carolina, to Vandy. But they're not not losing after this Georgia game. But then LSU would have to beat Tennessee. Or yeah, LSU would have to lose the conference championship game. Y'all are getting too crazy yeah, with this. I, yeah, this is too Hey, it's that time of the year, though. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, no, Ole Miss wants Bama to win. Yes. Yes. All right, go on with your picks. Pullman, both teams off a of bye here. My under streak was not so great overall. It was 4-4, four and four, which everything that I find is just, just 50% on the year. But the first half unders were 7-1. and one. Do you like a total in this game? Uh... Not team. I, I think I'm, un, or I think I'm. Excuse me. Got, got looking at my sheet wrong. I, I'm taking Bama minus thirteen and a half. Not touch anything else. I feel like they still got some left in the tank here. I feel like when LSU thinks they're on easy streets, about when like the tide comes in, if you know what I mean. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I, I think Baton Rouge is gonna be rocking. Uh, it's the first night game this year for for LSU. Yeah, no, I I, I kind of like LSU. Like, I I don't think I don't think there's any chance that they win this game, but I, I think thirteen and a half is uh, just a little too big of a number there. I I used to I, I miss just trusting because these teams have both had their bye weeks before each other for the past like five years, and I miss just saying Saban off a bye. Versus less or Coach O off a of bye. It's like just being like, well, Saban's way better off a of bye than either yeah. one of those two. But Brian Kelly, I think, is a damn good coach. Pullman, I'm kind of with you. I think I would lay these points, but Bama on the road has been so incredibly sus over the oh. past like two years. I mean, really, I go mean, back this go, year. I mean, that, no, go back to last year. Remember they played on the road at Florida. Early in the was year, A&M on the road too. A&M was on the road last year. Florida early in the year, they barely escaped yeah. Gainesville with a win last year. Auburn then, was on the road, and then yes, and then Auburn at the end of the year, they should have lost that game too if Bryce Young didn't pull a rabbit out of his ass. Now, I, I think then this they year, lost a step, but they're still like uh, losing a step of what they were is still yeah. very but very like, good on the but... road. On the road this year, Texas early in the year, tough. They, uh, Tennessee. Almost lost, like or was, did lose. Was a was a and it was at home this year, okay, but Arkansas but that, that was Arkansas was on the road. Like that was a, that got squirrely there for a second. I'm, Bama on the road has been a little weird. I don't suspect. I don't think I can take a side. I my mind says lay the points with Bama, but my eyes say take LSU because Bama hadn't been that good on the road. I'm taking the over fifty six here. 
LSU's looked pretty damn good on offense with Jaden Daniels. Brian Kelly's an offensive guy coming off a of bye. And they're, able to, they're getting better each week. They're getting better each week. And I trust Bryce Young against any defense. Like, Ole Miss scored a bunch of points in the first half. They fell apart in the second half. Like, LSU's defense has not been great at any point this year. I think Bryce Young and Bama can score 40. So, LSU keeps it relatively close in the 20s. This goes over 56 pretty easily for me. I like. I don't like a side here. I do like the over. Burt, what do you have? Obviously, y'all, y'all know what early game bet I'm going to take here. Don't even talk about it too much. But I'm also on the over as well because I think if if LSU wants to stay in this game, they're going to have to score points. So they're going to have to open up that offense and not try to, like, drum it down the field. Um, weirdly enough, I mean, this game last year, LSU, a lot of the same players, it was 20-14. to 14. It's going to be a hell of a game. We're going to stomp them next week. But, yeah, I love that over call, too. Pullman, anything else on this one? I can see. I know I've already said this before. I was wrong. But I can you see Gibbs going for, like, 300? Easily. Easily. I mean, the Rebs ran it down their throat with one freshman running back and no one else on their sideline to back him up. Like, Gibbs is going to – I can see Gibbs going for all-purpose 350. Yeah, I mean, with just a, a way better offensive line than ours as well. Yes, yes. This, this could be his Heisman game. Ooh. Ooh. I'm here for it. Pullman, any other uh, any other games you like this week? Yeah, I, I think you, you tweeted this out, but we're, we're money lining uh, State, right? Or uh, Auburn, right? Yeah. State. We haven't, we haven't gotten to that game. Or, yeah, I guess we can go ahead and jump into that one. Um, State at home against Auburn. Auburn firing Harson got Cadillac Williams, the old school badass running back as the head coach. State's a twelve and a half point home favorite at night in Stark Ganistan. Over under a fifty one. Pullman is that is that your favorite money line play of the week? Yeah, um, I, I, it's it's weird they played hard for Harson, but they got to play harder for uh, Cadillac. So uh, and State stinks now. I mean, I think people are like actually just figuring out. Drop eight every time against them and let them do something stupid. So yeah, yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking Auburn here. Yeah, states off a bye, which I don't love, but I also think that might like. If yeah, that pre- means Leach was researching conspiracy theories, and he was probably watching whatever the hell Harson was doing all all year. Now, who the hell Cadillac's probably going to line up in the what's the with him and Ronnie Brown? They used to run back in the day. The, yeah, he's going to line Swiss up in the Wildcat. I'm on Auburn here too. I I. I don't, I'll ride with you on the money line, too. I don't give a shit. I'll take the 12 and a half and the money line on Auburn. Maybe this is just me being a state hater, but Boomer, what you got? Uh, I'm going to take state here. I, I, I mean, did the team really hate Arson? Like, I yes, I, absolutely. I, I, don't know, I, I thought Auburn played pretty hard. I mean, they played very hard in the Ole Miss game. Like, I, I, I think you, when you, you hate Harson, if they, they fired like a lot of people as well. And I'd assume they're all Harson's boys. That that, yeah, with yeah I think that's what they said. That all the other people that they fired were all his dudes. Yeah, they're yeah. all from Boise. With, and, and which, which I don't know. I mean, like, how do you understand? Like, you lose a head coach, someone replaces that. But like, how do you replace all these like assistant <laughs> coaches? Like, I'm saying, like, how do you like even just manage a game? Yeah, when you have like lose someone else in the Auburn family steps up. 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to take State. I, I, I think State, they're, they like to beat up on downtrodden teams, and I think this is one of those. That, that is true. Leach loves to go for the throat. I guess yeah, no, like he does not, he does not give a shit about running up the score <laughs> against a shitty team. Yeah, I, I really like that point, too, because State, for as terrible as of, of a record that they have this year, was he without, were they without? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kentucky without Levis. I mean, Levis was there. Yeah, their offense just stung. That was his first game back. Now they got A and M at a weird spot, maybe. Yeah. Max Johnson got hurt in that game. Yep, yep. yep. That's what it was. That's what we're thinking out. But so they're getting super lucky. About I like your point there. They were literally just they'll run up and score on a weak team to make themselves look better and make their fans feel good about Leach for a little bit, and then they'll lose the next big game that comes their way. Um, so give me state as well. With Auburn though, I mean, with complete alignment, all the possibilities are. Endless there. So as well, long well, as... And two, you have to factor in, like, how many guys are like, okay, I'm probably just going to end up transferring, like, where they're kind of, like, what's the a little bit checked out. 51. Ooh. Man, that's kind of right where it needs to be, I yeah. thought. Yeah, it's, I don't like that. Because Tank Bisbee touched the ball, like, three times in the second half against us. That's, that's and, like, 30 times too few. Exactly. And the game in which they came back and, like, put up a fight against y'all, they... The formula was give the freaking ball to Bigsby. Yeah. yeah. That's in, kind of inexcusable. And they weren't out of it at halftime against y'all. Uh, absolutely not. I mean, we had a we had a stop off of the first drive, but, I mean, they are only down four. But give me the dogs. I just – I can't – I love the whole new coach, especially it being Cadillac. That'd be like us firing Pittman and, or, I mean, us firing Chad Morris and Darren McFadden's our yeah. coach. We'd be high. Yeah. But uh, if they were at home this week, I'd be all oh for over sure. Well, I wonder when their next home game. Because you know, Cadillac would get that stadium fired the hell up. But oh, it's A and M. I'll money line that next week. They got A and M at home. Okay, okay. I don't hate it. Pullman. Anything else for this week? Let me see. Yeah, we're taking FIU again. I mean, if you're going to have money line, back to I'm the well, saying, baby. Dude, they they're fucking gritty as hell. Who do they play? Some other group of five team. It's someone they shouldn't be a seventeen for. <laughs> 21-point dog, too. You just say, I don't even care if they're a 21-point dog. Feed them to me. No, like, I, I was like, I, I almost like was tr- trying to talk myself out of it. Um, being like, no, you, you've rid- ridden FIU too much this year. Like Pullman, Pullman, <clears throat> Pullman fades FIU if they're a 35-point underdog. But if it's less than three touchdowns, oh, he's Texas. all over them. They're Who? playing North Texas, who's very bipolar. So, yeah, give and then also, we're taking Charlotte plus 16 and the money line plus 500. Uh, I guess they really just hated uh, uh, their coach, right? Yeah, they hated Will Healy. They were 16-point underdogs last week after firing Healy. One outright. They're playing Western Kentucky this week, who lost to North Texas last week. Your FIU Western's bet. up and down, too. Like, they can, they can definitely whoop Charlotte's ass, but, like, they've no-showed a couple games. Yeah, you're talking about talking about schizophrenic teams those are the, all four teams you just named are all completely sociopathic and insane so who the hell knows you might as well sprinkle I need to, the money I need on. to run a trend line on teams I make money on and who I lose money on because it's it's probably like I I know eight teams well and that's it <laughs> yeah but you you found the one this year and you've been riding it so I love it I'll be on that FIU team is that your only ones for the for the week yeah those are, those are my only two all right I love it uh you coming to Bama next weekend Absolutely. All right. I'll see you there, brother. Talk to them. All right. Meet me in the Walmart parking lot. All right. Peace.
All right, the last two night games. First up, Texas at Kansas State in the Little Apple, Manhattan. Texas is a two and a half point favorite on the road, over under a 54 and a half. I saw Kansas State absolutely melee Oklahoma State. Hand up. I had I, Oklahoma State. I was last on week. the wrong side of that was, as well. As, as bad of a bet as you can make is betting on Oklahoma State last weekend. What the hell happened? I have no idea. They just clap cheeks. They have, it, yeah. it is. It, that was wild. That was, a, <laughs> that was an that. absolute bloodbath. I, I'm. To be fair, though, you would think that after last week, seeing that, that the public would be all over Kansas State here against Texas, but the public's all over Texas. 66% of bets, 94% of money is on Texas as a road favorite. I get they're coming off a bye, but I'm riding Kansas State here. I don't I don't like that Adrian Martinez might be coming back. I'd rather Walker Howard, I think the other guy's name. He's a better quarterback than Martinez. That sounds like a Kansas State name. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather him be the starter. If he's if he if, if Martinez is out and he's playing, I'm going big on Kansas State, but I just don't trust Texas. All these Big 12 teams are just just licking their chops on the last time they'll get to play Texas, you know, at home. Yeah, before they leave. Before they leave the conference. So, I don't care about, you know, I feel like the the public should be on Kansas State, but they're actually on Texas. Give me Kansas State, plus two and a half at home. Boomer, what do you have? Uh, I, I'm with you there. I, I, I'm I'm not saying I've watched a ton of uh, Kansas State football, but, I mean, heck, the last game that Texas played, they lost to Oklahoma State, who... Kansas State boat raced yeah, last week. Like I mean, like that transitive property is a loose and wild. Cannon. True, but but it's the same team two weeks apart. Yeah, uh, or one week apart. Like I, I don't know. I, we're, I, we're, it is kind of wild that they are a home dog. We were here. talking about how like like Vegas has power rankings and how they they put Georgia's an eight point favorite even though they're the number three ranked team against the number one ranked team. I feel like Vegas has Texas like super highly valued, even though they're the twenty fourth team with three well, losses. Well, it's probably like like we were talking about, like just number of recruits. Like, yeah. I'm sure that factors talent into it. out talent, against, yeah. against a Kansas State team that probably doesn't have a ton of like high profile like recruits or talent. But yeah, Kansas State, Kansas State at home is a different animal. Bert, what do you see in this one? So this game is really big for our um, Kansas or Texas under eight and a half. Yes. Because one more loss for Texas and we win. Yep. So I'm almost tempted to take Texas just to hedge that bet, but I didn't really put too much on that bet, just a couple units. Because so. they still have Oklahoma left. Like they still, or no, they yeah. beat the shit out of Oklahoma. What am I talking about? They still have um, Oklahoma State left. They've got some no, games No, no, Oklahoma State came back and beat them. They have some games left. <laughs> They're playing people. Uh, well, Kansas, that's a buzzsaw. Yeah, that's a unit right there. And TCU. Okay, so yeah, they have games left. It's there, yeah. Our, our bet is looking comfortable. So, with our bet looking comfortable, I'll be on Kansas State with y'all as well. I mean, however y'all feel about the pod, we're all on Kansas State. I don't know what y'all think about us this year, but another, it'd be smart for you to take them. we got another guest picker on here, Triple H, the H-Man, coming in hot. What do you see on this one? You lived in Texas for a couple years. I feel like you have a beat on this game. I don't know about a bead, but uh, Kansas State, definitely taking Kansas State. Manhattan's a tough place to play. Uh, Martinez, you brought him up earlier. He gets a bad rap for uh, for having to suffer under Scott Frost. He gets a bad rap for, for a while for that one. Um, yeah. You know, they, they won some games with him. 
I think uh, Kansas State is the way to go here. That's that, a, he probably thinks about that every day when he goes to practice. Like, thank he has a God. picture of Scott Frost. And he just goes, I did, I did my four years. I might as well have been in prison. <laughs> you know, get me out of here. Free, thank man. goodness. Welcome to, welcome to Manhattan, Kansas. Basically paradise. Coming, in, coming into a buzzsaw of Manhattan, a little apple. The last night game we got is a little bit of a wonky one here. I, I want to hear y'all's takes on this. The number four ranked Clemson Tigers are a four-point only only a four-point road favorite at Notre Dame, unranked, over under a 44. Triple H, tell me what's going on here. Why is Clemson only a four-point favorite? Well, I would say that the reason they're a four-point favorite is actually I can't give you a good reason. Because <laughs> the name frankly, on their jersey. What the deal? What the deal the is here is about. is Notre Dame. They just I don't think they can throw the football. And that's the problem with Clemson is their secondary. I think that if uh, if Clemson can put up four points, then they're going to win and cover, or I guess push at least. Yeah. Because I don't think that uh, I don't think Notre Dame's any good. I don't think. Yeah, they've been playing okay lately. They've been playing pretty well. Um, but uh, the issue with Clemson is their secondary, and Notre Dame can't throw the football. Clemson off a of bye. Notre Dame beat the shit. Out of Syracuse last weekend. But this and, is also the exact same scenario as yeah. the last game because Cle- last team Tim Clemson played was Syracuse at home and, and they, they struggled. Only, they only won by six. They should have lost that game compared to Notre Dame playing them last week and wins by seventeen points. Yeah, on the road versus and they, home, and they yeah. ran it. They ran it down Syracuse's throat. If you look at it, you know I think uh, the quarterback for Notre Dame only threw for. Like 150 yards, something like that. But um, I think they had a they had a running back go for close to 200. I think Clemson. I think Clemson's D line might be a little bit better than Syracuse's uh, D line. Just a shot in the dark. Yeah, I, I might just throw that out there. I'm taking the under here. I, I get. I mean, 44 points seems egregiously low for a game like this. But I think Notre Dame that defense is salty, and I think with uh, you know Clemson they went with. DJ Ulangalele or whatever, and then they benched him for whatever the the freshman quarterback Klubnik. was. Yeah, mm-hmm. Klubnik. He looked pretty good. They're in like a quarterback controversy. I think both teams are going to be very much like feeling each other out for at least the first half. I might take the first half under, but I don't think there's going to be any points scored in this game. I think it's going to be very low total. 44 is like an NFL low total. This does not seem college football, especially with the number four team in the country. You think they'd be able to put up some points. Don't care. I'm taking the under 44 here, Bert. What do you see happening? Yeah, I'm right on that under as well. Triple H was giving us a breakdown of the game earlier, and he literally said the score is going to be 4-3. to three. Yeah. I might take that as well for plus 1 million odds. <laughs> but Two safeties and a field Pay off my dental school loans with that one. <laughs> but I do like that point that Boomer was making about how the Texas-Kansas State game is literally the exact same game as the Clemson Notre Dame game like you can we could spin it so many ways common opponents yes recent common opponents like how do you want to compare those scores off a of buy so I'm tempted to almost take Clemson solely based off take one on one and take the other with the other one and hopefully I at least get one of the two but uh with the minus 110 odds you'd be losing money there I really do love that under I love the under with that your new quarterback coming in you're right they're gonna feel each other out and Notre Dame will not be able to score the ball. Like the only way Notre Dame covers this is if it's like thirteen to ten and low scoring. And I think Notre Dame somehow does cover. But either way, like even if Clemson pulls ekes out maybe a seventeen to ten, forty four points. It's crazy to say that's a lot in a college football game. It feels like a lot in this game. Well, and when you see one of those NFL totals, 
they're begging you to take the over. Yes. You, you think college football, college football equals points. Not here. Not here. Bur- or, uh, Boomer, do you have one in this? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants here because I'm kind of torn on this game. Uh, I think I'm going to just take Clemson here. Uh, coming off the bye, I think uh, Dabo's a better coach. Uh, just able, able to be more prepared and knows that this, I mean, this. if they want to have a shot at the playoffs, they have to win this game. So I'll take Clemson. I'll go with the public here. And it's, Im- it's impossible to take Notre Dame here. No matter which way you look at it, I think it's just kind of impossible. Yeah, no, I, I feel I looked at this line and I said only a four point spread is the number four team in the country, like of a, a Joe Public, Mister someone that's having to place his first bet of the year that's never watched a down of college football says I'll take a four point spread with the number four team in the country. That seems too easy though, so I can't go with yeah. you, Boomer, and take that. Yeah, like, no, it's it's a de- definitely a Joe Public square play. I, but watch the same thing happen with uh, with Ole Miss LSU, where it's a where it's a, what is it two and a half point spread, something like that. Yes. And, and LSU comes out and just drubs Ole Miss. Um, that know. was a system play. I also did forget that, um, and I only identify with the AP poll this week. And with that being said, Liberty, number 23, Liberty comes to town. Yes. Hogs are a massive system play here. So yes. we do got to take the Hogs. I love that. I love that. So that's the card for this week, boys and girls. Uh, let's go ahead and give off some rest of the game card. I have the Oregon State Washington under. So also, first half under. I'm saying first half under. I had my both teams off a of bye. Under last week it went four and four, but the first half unders went seven and one. So I'm changing the system to just both teams off a of bye. You take the first half under. The first one of those is the Friday night game, Oregon State at Washington. There's also an atmospheric river going through Seattle on Friday night, which is basically just a Pacific cloud coming over that creates a river in the sky to where you can't see or feel or do anything in the air. You have to keep it on the ground. And an over-under of 54 and a half, I'll take that under all day. First half under of 29 and a half. Keeping the first half unders rolling, both teams off a bye. Also, Service Academy under here. Both teams running the option. Air Force and Army, first half under of 20. I'll take that. Uh, Bama and LSU also both coming off a bye. I took the over full game. I'm taking the first half under. Second half goes crazy. I know that's a little bit. Boomer's giving me a little wonky eye there, being like, "You're taking, you're taking what? The first half under, full game over? Yeah, bitch, I am." Wild that's, man, man. That's big brain there. That's it for the for the card on the system plays of the first half over unders. Give me Duke minus nine and a half at Boston College. Boston College lost to UConn last week. Yeah, that's right. UConn. UConn is ass. Duke should be Duke, Duke's not great, but they're better than than UConn. Duke minus nine and a half. I like Pitt against Syracuse. System play: Syracuse ranked twentieth in the country. Pitt is is a uh, home favorite by four, so that's a system play. Give me Indiana plus fourteen against Penn State. Penn State coming off a heartbreaker against Ohio State. That's a letdown spot. Give me Oklahoma minus three and a half against Baylor. Look, I get Jeff Levy versus Dave Aranda did not work out well in the Sugar Bowl last year. Revenge spot, big revenge spot here. I don't, I don't mention revenge games anymore. But I think Oklahoma is the better team at home. Only giving up three and a half. 
I love that. Give me UNC minus seven against Virginia. Virginia is ass. They went to quadruple overtime against Miami. Didn't even score a touchdown. There were no touchdowns scored in that game in quadruple overtime. Virginia's terrible. UNC scores a ton of points. Give me UNC minus seven, and that's it. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Big card this week. <laughs> you have to scroll through Bagman's card this week. The only other one I've got is Kentucky minus one. I'm obviously, um, you know, falling for the trap here, but Kentucky is a team. They've had a season a lot like the Hogs, where they've just had a heartbreaking loss. They've had the loss to the the really good team. They've had the quarterback injury loss. So give me Kentucky. I think you they got to find a, they got to find a time to get it back on track. You talk about Pullman, Pullman was talking about some like schizophrenic teams that you just bet on because their games go crazy. Missouri is the SEC version of the most schizophrenic team. Talk about this total 40 and a half. Yeah, that is crazy low. Because Kentucky's offense has not been able to move the ball at all. Neither has Missouri's. I'm almost tempted to take the under here and track that uh, Clemson and the and the Missouri under. That's one though in college where you're you're never out of it. It could be yeah. it could be three to six in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden they score a million. This is an 11 a.m. game in Columbia, and I heard a stupid comment by Eli Drinkwitz in his press conference this weekend. Like, I don't care about 11 a.m., 3 p.m. Hell, I've even played a game at. 8.30 p.m. Sometimes you got to crack your beer open at 8 or at 10.30 in the morning. Sometimes you crack your beer open at, you know, later in the day. Dorkwoods doesn't crack beer. He always has time. to make a comment that makes him to, sound cool, dude. He's trying to cool. For that he's reason alone, loser. give me Kentucky. He, I'll uh, stuff him in a locker. <laughs> so so the, the the only other game I have is South Carolina at Vandy. I'm taking Vandy plus seven. Oh. This is also, this is a third game in a row that we've talked about where they played the same opponent, but one person just had to buy. Uh, that same opponent was Mizzou. Vandy lost a tight one to Mizzou, 14 to 17. They're off a bye, and South Carolina just got kind of blown out by uh, Mizzou. I, I, I think, and if you look at Vandy's the teams they've played, like they've had a kind of a gauntlet this yeah. past. Like they've had uh, basically when they had NIU, so whatever. Then Bama, Ole Miss, UGA, and then Mizzou. Uh, I, I think they get right here, and I, like uh, I think I think they're going to cover cover the seven point spread. That would be a that, money line. Yeah, track that little mini system yeah. for us. Yeah, too. yeah. I've ne- I, I've never noticed that. And now well, we've had it like five games in a row. Well, there's three, three this week, but like, how often can that happen? Where like two teams that that works like common that. component. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to tell you like, can you track start tracking that? But there's no way so that happens. So hard. Yeah. Just, that's so hard. And you, and you can't really start tracking it until like around this time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Triple H, you got any other locks this week? Um, I've got two. Um, I like the Vanderbilt play. Spencer Rattler is a absolute terrorist. He may will he may will Vanderbilt to a win himself. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the other one is I know Virginia's on the East Coast, but they're so bad they can smell that shit out in Fresno. You know, I think that uh, I think that UNC is gonna. Uh, it might be a bloodbath. What's the line on that? Seven. Seven. Two. See, that's, that's all you need to know. You just bet against Virginia. You don't even have to bet yeah, on the other team. You just bet against play. Virginia. I'm on that with you, then. All right. I love it. We will tweet our cards, as always, boys and girls. Rebs are on a bye. Biggest game of the year next week in Oxford. Game day's coming. You heard it here first. Until then, let it ride. Woo pig.